tendonitis. And the climbing dream, well, I've had to wake up from that. While I recover, the new dream is exploring my mind through writing as much as possible. Recently, I had an editor tell me I write about being a writer too much. I guess my life is at that stage where I'm trying to transform a dream to reality. And sometimes you have to constantly remind yourself of the goal and the dream. Welcome to the Dirtbag State of Mind podcast from The Climbing Zine. I am Luke Mihal. This is episode 28, Somewhere in Between Dreams and Smog is Love. This is another one that comes from my first book of short stories, Climbing Out of Bed. And this is a piece that I wrote um, probably about 15 years ago, a little bit less, but I'm so glad I wrote these pieces out. They're vulnerable. They clearly state my state of mind where I was at when I wrote this, but it was like a gift to myself more than anything that I can look back 15 years later and see, oh yeah, this struggle was all for something. And and when you're a young climbing dirtbag or climbing bum and you're living for climbing and you don't really look at the future, when climbing is taken away, it really shows clearly that you need more than just climbing to eat, to live, and to love. The best way to support this podcast and to support the climbing zine is to buy something from us. Pick up a, a book, pick up um, some zines, some merch, and you can do that at the link in your show notes. And that link actually has a 25% off coupon code for anything in our store. Let's get into somewhere in between dreams and smog is love. This basement I'm living in is cold. It's surrounded by slowly deteriorating concrete walls with kids' chalk writing from previous tenants. There's a pool table that never gets used and a heater that makes a lot of noise, forcing all the heat upstairs. It's chilly down here. Not cold enough to see your breath cold, but close. I always sleep in too late. The basement is dark and it is a struggle to decide what is better, oversleeping or venturing out into the cold and smoggy Salt Lake City. Sleep usually wins. I envy the hibernating bear. My dreams are usual dreams. I think, how could I really know what your dreams are like? I sleep in too much, so maybe I dream too much as well. Lately, and by lately I mean the last three years since I graduated from college, I've been living this thing called the climbing dream. One just lives on very little money, camps out in a tent, surfs a couch or two, and climbs rocks as much as possible. It's pretty sweet, and the last few years have taken me from Colorado to Utah, California, Oregon, and Mexico. Now, I have tendonitis, and the climbing dream, well, I've had to wake up from that. While I recover, the new dream is exploring my mind through writing as much as possible. Recently, I had an editor tell me I write about being a writer too much. I guess my life is at that stage where I'm trying to transform a dream to reality. And sometimes you have to constantly remind yourself of the goal 
and the dream. My dreams come from wherever they come from. I sleep in a blue shag carpet, covering up the concrete floor, and an old sleeping bag my friend found on the side of the highway. Years of camping have made beds feel uncomfortable. I only sleep in beds when I'm with a woman, though I like it best to make love in the outdoors. So I wake up late, like one o'clock in the afternoon late, my own personal form of hibernation. The bike ride on the way through the city on my townie, I hop on, sometimes wishing I had the entire protective armor, the helmet and the face mask. I breathe and inevitably inhale smog. They say living in the pollution here is like smoking five cigarettes a day. I pay more attention to the immediate risk, the motorist, the threat of getting hit by a car. I always count down the blocks. I am close, as the little blinking electronic white man says I can cross the intersection. For a second, I feel free, as if the person in the Hummer I just barely made eye contact with is the prisoner to her vehicle. Seconds later, I am the prisoner as I wait. The fleet of vehicles pass by, from the new white Mercedes with shiny rims to the rusted red and blue Ford truck from the 60s. The Daily Parade of Salt Lake City. My destination is the library. Downtown, baby. It is a beacon of light, a symbol of freedom and knowledge, a safe haven in the city. I walk by a bum. I see him every day. He just stares straight ahead. What is he thinking about? I hear the click, click, click of high heels coming behind me, a young professional woman. I smell coffee from the little shop inside. People stare into laptops for hours. Some have those earpiece cell phones. When these people talk on these type of phones, they look similar to the crazy homeless guys who talk to themselves while walking down the street. I check my email. I'm a slave to my computer. Rarely do I go a day without using it. When I leave the computer and sit down at a desk, I find freedom in writing. My own space, all to myself. I love the library, and I love our country for this place. On the second floor of this four-story building, I look out to the glass windows to the city. White mountains provide a backdrop up to the buildings of the city. A haze of smog lies in between while people go back and forth. A train takes some away and leaves others as they scatter to do their work and follow their own dreams. When I put the pen to paper, the words usually write themselves or nothing happens. Sometimes the words come slowly, with some extra patience. I believe the words want to come onto the page. Today, the words flow like the river does into the ocean, from the pen to the paper. Sometimes I just stop and bask in the meditation. My dream is to become a famous writer, but I think just being alive and in this zone of freedom is the greatest reward. I also ponder, does not the famous writer always have to face the blank page again? If I was still dreaming and I knew it, what would I do? Would I ask the homeless man to go out to lunch with me? Would that help him with his troubles? Would it help me with mine? Would I tell the alluring woman with her face as fresh as flowers as she checks out my books that she is beautiful? In the most sincere way, directly from the heart chakra, bypassing the ego? Is she thinking similar thoughts about me? Are there all kinds of thoughts and emotions we don't say that just get buried away? I think there are, because when I start to open up, I don't want to stop. I live to love and long for women.
When I am confident and have a glide in my stride, they seem right there, approachable, like all I would have to do is suggest it getting together sometime. And then we could be wrapped up in each other's prose over lettuce wraps and cloves. And later, if the feeling was right, without clothes, intertwined. I really get the conversation flow going with girls that aren't in a circle of work, climbing, friends of friends. So I just look at her with that shyness defense mechanism illuminating from my facial features. And in that ever fleeting moment, the book about romance and love is checked out. And there I go. In the supermarket, there was this girl who I saw one day, a less confident day, the kind of day where you're just going through the motions like a machine. I probably slept in too late in that damn basement. The sexy woman whose curly red hair went long past her breast, and her bangs went so close to her eyes that she became something of a mystery as I waited to check out. Her illumination appeared to be sexually genius, a secure female swagger, a vibe in her stride, like she was sacred and just a few men had ever entered her temple, as she asked, paper or plastic? I had my own bag, but nothing clever to say or even to ask how she was doing. This was not an on day. The girl, though right in front of me, seemed a thousand miles away, like a new Mercedes in the car lot to a guy who makes a minimum wage. It's sad when the possibility of physical love seems so far away from becoming reality, for I love women. I dream to taste them and then be together for hours, to share my masculinity and trade for femininity, to bask in a dreamlike yin and yang of raw, healthy human sexuality. No bag, I've got one, are the only words I say while my mind is off in space. I get back on my bike, and I think even the worst days give me something to write about. Dreaming is great, but it always leads to the same place, either more dreams or waking up to this world. So my salvation must lie in the actions of the tangible world, real, some call it, because I won't find love in dreams. I'll only find it in my conscious self and the infinite beauty and countless beauties that surround me. That was episode 28 of the Dirtbag State of Mind podcast. Somewhere in between dreams and smogs is love. And that one was a little different than some of the... Uh, the other ones I've put out, but I really wanted to put it out there because um, I feel like we're all, sometimes we're at a point in our lives where we need to really write our dreams down on paper, or we need to really be aware of where we're at in life or where we really want to go. And I could see that even in my former self of, at that time, as it does say in the story, I was living in a basement and I was washing dishes for a living. And I was working the night shift. And so my car was also broken down. I don't know if I, I mentioned that in the story, but I would have to wash dishes all night at this vegan restaurant. It was actually a um, pretty cool place to work at. And then I'd have to ride my bike about five miles across Salt Lake City back to the basement. And I'd be soaking wet, soaking wet from uh, washing the dishes. And then I'd have to ride my bike across cold Salt Lake City and uh, it was just kind of miserable. And I really sunk into writing that winter too, because I wasn't able to climb. I had tendonitis and I wasn't aware um, 
of how to really treat my tendonitis later on, uh, discover acupuncture, which really helped. But that winter was so formative to me, even though that story doesn't really contain much climbing, I wanted to put it out there to everyone here on the podcast. Please do support the climbing zine and this podcast by picking something up in our online store. There's a link in our show notes for 25% off anything in the store. Music from this episode was brought to you by Ketza. Chad Rich is our digital editor and producer. Coming at you from the other side, Durango, Colorado. This is Luke Mihal, and I hope you guys enjoyed that. Word.